Welcome to the Sons of Technology Clubhouse. Ditch your fear at the door, take a risk, and enjoy the ride with your hosts, Joe Marquez and Kyle Anderson. Welcome, everybody. Thank you once again for joining us here in the Sons of Technology Clubhouse. I am Joe Marquez. I am here with a fabulous group of educators who we're going to be talking to you a little bit today about certifications, all the different certifications that are out there. Which ones do you have? Are the, Is the community great? Are they worth it? Why would you get certified? And how would your pitch be to uh, get these other teachers to want to be certified? So we are just super awesome and, and gracious to have you joining us here today. Um, we, we, you know, we've been doing this for a while now, Kyle. And, and, and I, th I think we, we have this a solid group of listeners and, and we just are just enthralled that you join us um, bi-weekly, bi-monthly, I guess I would say, on, on this journey of ours just to get conversations out there um, on, on topics that teachers want to talk about and that, that we're getting that perspective from teachers. And um, everybody sitting around this table today discussing it. Um, are educators and they have a passion for teaching and a passion for students and so we know you listening have those same passions so thank you so much and we, we would love to hear from you on, on, on just different things that you've heard and talked about and, and, and how you how, how you like this podcast going because we really want to hear from you guys uh, but as, as we are today, we want to just introduce ourselves. So I am Joe Marquez. I'm an, an educator, past eighth grade science teacher, instructional technology coach, um, and I'm just super happy to be here with everybody. Kyle? And I am Kyle Anderson, special education teacher from the Reno-Carson City area of northern Nevada. And you can find me on Twitter at Anderson EdTech and then my blog at www.AndersonEdTech. Dot net and we have some other guests with us as well so let's go ahead and introduce ourselves folks hello everyone uh, my name is Corey Coble I am currently a seventh grade science teacher up in Sacramento California I am a Google trainer uh, level one certified and an Apple teacher and uh, you can find me on Twitter at CVR science seven all right my name is Catherine Goyette I um, taught nearly every elementary grade. I'm now an uh, educational technology consultant for a county office. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore Goyette and my blog is wonderexplorelearn.com. And uh, since we're talking certifications, let's see if I can remember, uh, cert Google Certified Educator Level 1 and 2, uh, Google Certified Trainer, Google Certified Innovator, Microsoft Innovative Educator, which is an interesting story, Apple Teacher, Adam's laughing because uh, he has the same uh, story, um, and then uh, PBS Digital Learning, or D Digital Media, I don't even remember what it's called, Innovate, or uh, Innovate, something. something, I forget, it's, uh, I got it on my, uh, my I got the badge, uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, your turn. Is that it? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Adam Waters here, uh, here out of Central California, I'm a grade 60 12 um, tech integration coach for Cutler Rossi Joint Unified School District. Um, I have also taught U.S. and world history for over a decade. And um, over certifications, pretty much ditto to everything Catherine said, uh, except I don't have a PBS one, but I recently got the Screencastify Master Screencaster. Ooh, nice. <laughs> that sounds, that does sound cool. Nice. You, you probably did that one by watching all of Matt's videos, right? Yeah, I watched every <laughs> single one of them. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, Screencastify is 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 great. And 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 speaking of which, these certifications, right, uh, for these tools that that constantly come out, that you know, Screencastify just came out with the you know the master screencaster. Why did you, Adam? Why did you? Why did you? Why was that something that stuck out to you? Why did you go ahead and say, you know what, I'm gonna I want to get this. Well, I mean, I've been using Screencastify for who knows how long now. I, I use it reg regularly. I have my kids do it just religiously. And, you know, I, I mean, for, for, from my perspective where I'm at, I mean, I, I've, I've done all the work. I can do Screencastify blindfolded. So, I mean, I might as well have the swag to go with it. Um, but if I'm going to talk to anybody else about it, I'm like, you know, going through Matt Miller's uh, training videos, if you want to learn how to do it, you know, it's a, it's a great way to, to, to really learn. Yeah, and, and it's great. You know, Matt is part of the Sons of Technology team, and uh, he, he's been a very good friend of, of mine for very many years. And for him to be able to be kind of like the face of that, uh, I think is, is, is pretty great for Screencastify. Yeah. And, and Adam, I, I agree with you 100% that a Screencastify is a great tool. And I think screencasting in, in and of itself should be done daily with students, right, yeah. Having because of that. And so so I, for one of the that, – that's one of the reasons that certifications work is that if you're going to do it all the time, you should have the badge to go with it to show your expertise. Not yep. just, I dabble, or I'm going to have the kids try. You're like, no, look, I'm a Screencastify master screener or whatever it is, and I'm going to teach these kids to be master screeners as well. So, you know, that's what the badge is about. It's supposed to show your effort to be a better educator. Um, one of the problems is a lot of times people think that we just collect badges because we like collecting, like we're a, a Boy Scout or a Girl Scout with this sash and all these badges. Actually, that sounds pretty neat. We should we should think about that. <laughs> but, but, but that's, you know, a lot of times people think we collect badges just because we like collecting. I remember when I would send out emails all the time, my email signature, I put all my badges on there. My email signature was longer than my emails that I would send out. People were like, what are, you know, what's going on with all these badges at the bottom? I was just proud of them. I was proud yeah. that I had those, um, but it 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 sometimes it seems that it, it's 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 like pulling teeth to get teachers to understand or or other educators to understand why I went through the effort to get those badges. So I want to hear from each each of you your perspective on the badging or certification process with all the variety of different certifications that are out there like you know google innovator google trainer microsoft innovative educator apple teacher all these different certifications are out there if you have those i want to kind of hear your story just choose let's just choose one of them for right now your but your favorite choice why did you decide to take the effort out to get it um just from your perspective so uh, i'm going to ask kyle first because Kyle was just awarded the Google Trainer certification uh, very recently, um, and so Kyle, I would love to hear the story about you know how you went about getting that and um, how you felt when you got it, and um, so far how you feel the community is treating you thus far. Well, a few years ago, I if you go all the way back, like 2013 or something like that, uh, the school I worked at at the time, we were piloted as one of the first Google schools in the district where I worked at in Southern Nevada. And basically I learned how to use all these Google tools just kind of on my own. I wasn't going to classes. I wasn't going to trainings and they weren't offering anything because nobody had ever used it before. So I kind of learned everything on my own. Well, then when the district decided to pilot it district wide over the course of like 400 plus schools, not just the seven or so that it was rolled out to. Well, then all of a sudden now you've got 
thousands of educators that need to be trained up on it. So now they're looking for people. And my name came up in conversation, I guess, at this district meeting. And I was contacted about training some people into different Google tools. So, and I still remember it was my first presentation I ever did was on Google Classroom and uh, rolling that out uh, with people. And, you know, people talk about their first presentation ever. Like I had four people in there. No, I had like 54 people in my first one, that intro Google Classroom one. So, and I think about it, um, you know, it, it was de- it was definitely intimidating. It was a great learning experience. So, but as time goes on, I'm training different Google tools along the way, um, anything from Classroom to Drive to Sheets, whatever it is. And it just got to the point where, why not be recognized for it? You know, pr- prove that I know this stuff and then, um, become a part of a community of other people that are doing the same thing and learn from them as well. So I tried in like October of 2016, I had um, applied for the trainer program and I got uh, rejected at the time. And I ended up talking to somebody that was on the board that reviewed the applications for trainer. And she informed me that, Oh, it was your video. It had nothing to do with your, uh, skill that you had to demonstrate or anything else your video there's um, just some stuff missing from your video so try again sometime well I didn't get around to doing it because just you know life c- catches up with you so last summer 2018 I tried again and I made sure this time my video was ship shape and then I was rejected a second time so now the frustration is starting to set in a little bit but I know you know I'll I'll make sure I get everything get all my ducks in a row and try this one more time so then in February this year, 2019, I submitted it again, and then I got the notification about a month later that I had been accepted as a Google certified trainer. So now I have access to the message board of trainers from all over the world, um, their contact info, where you could just post any question you have regarding anything, and then you got this network of people that are going to respond within seconds sometimes even uh, when you put that out there. Um, but then there's... You also get early access to Google updates that you had to sign a non-disclosure agreement for. So it's not like you can talk about them, whatever. But so you'll you'll get like you're in the know a little bit sooner than the general person when it comes to Google updates and new products and whatnot. Um, and then in order to stay in, you got to track your trainings that you're doing. So I'm going to do them. I might as well um, get the credit for doing it and you know, just be a part of this big community where I can learn more. It's not just about me teaching people. It's about me learning more as well. So, so far I'm really stoked that I got into that program. And when the email came in that I was accepted, it, it was, um, it was kind of a, a sigh of relief a little bit just because it had been the third time, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure how I would have reacted if it had been rejected again, but, um, but no, it was definitely a good feeling to get that email. You know, and Kyle, I love that story because it, it puts it puts meaning to the to the certification now, right? It puts meaning to the badge, especially to the listeners. Because if, if you've everybody, if you've ever been to a session with Kyle, he's he's a great presenter. He's a he's a presence, and you know, you you would just assume that that someone like Kyle, first time out, boom, you get the certification. Like, yeah, I'm going to put the application in. I'll make a quick little video, and boom, you're in. And and to know somebody that is uh, as, as well-versed in Google that Kyle is, and to know that it took him two to three times to finally get accepted, it puts meaning to that badge. They're not just giving out, right. you know? Um, and, and, you know, there's levels to this, right? 
Um, and and, and I, I think sometimes administrators don't understand the different levels or certifications. Like sometimes teachers will say, I'm a Google certified teacher. And if you don't know the certification process, they assume you're also a trainer. They assume you're also an innovator. Uh, before the before Google changed the certification from Google certified innovator, it used to be Google certified teacher. Um, and they, people didn't know the difference between a Google teacher and a Google certified teacher. And even presenters didn't know the difference. Some people were using the Google certified teacher badge while they were presenting. And people would walk up and go, oh, which, which cohort were you in? They go, oh, I just took a test on my computer. It's like, you, you're, you yeah. didn't want to say, I'm sorry, then you're not a Google certified teacher. <laughs> you're just a Google teacher. But, but, but still, they had to take a test online. But, but I'm just saying the certification process, if you're not well versed in it, you may think it's just easy to get to. And, and these are accomplishments that people are doing. And it takes time and effort to put together your application and put together your video. And you're not just doing it for notoriety. Uh, because Kyle, how much money extra did you get paid to do this? I haven't earned a dime yet yeah. uh, with, with it. So, I mean, I'm hoping that down the road, eventually, that I may be asked to put on a presentation or a day of training or something like that where maybe I'll make a little bit of supplemental income. But right now, uh, I don't get paid anything. Um, I, I mean, I guess you could say I get paid because when I do go to conferences, uh, a lot of times you don't have to pay to go to the conference then. So I can't tell you the last time I actually paid for a conference because my whole philosophy is if I can go and share my expertise to get in free so I can go learn from others as well, that's what I'm going to do. So um, I've never applied for ISTE and part of it's because every time you go, um, ISTE is one of those things that like wherever it is, it's going to an expensive city. And then on top of that, they just give a discount to presenters uh, for yeah. presenting at their conference, which um, I have my thoughts on that. And that's, that could be a conversation for another episode, another day about the, the different companies that are hosting professional development and their policies and, you know, the quality of the presentation and whatnot. So we can save that for another time. But um, no, I'm definitely looking forward to the fact that maybe I can supplement my income at some point. And uh, recently we hosted Q of Nevada, uh, that in which I'm vice president, we hosted an ed camp and we had a handful of people from districts outside of where we were hosting it. And it came up in conversation during one of the sessions that I was a trainer and, you know, somebody asked what that meant. And then the person before I could even say something said, well, it means that he, you know, has expertise and stuff. So if you need any sort of training in your district, you can contact him and then make arrangements. He can come to you and help train. So and that was something that I'm, I'm hoping can happen, too. So um, just to try to build that network up in my area outside of my own district. No, absolutely. And I, I love that story. And, and um, I just love to hear just, you know, your 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 reasonings for doing that. And and what I hear from you, Kyle, is your reasoning of getting the certification. Money isn't an object at the moment. It's it's about training teachers. It's about getting teachers to a level that they 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 need help getting to. And so it's all about you wanting to better the educational system. And, and, 100%. I, and, I, and, and I think that's what we really have to focus on. These certifications are, are not to better um, to to be able to brag about. Um, I mean, they're they're honoring to get, but they're not for us to go out and brag about. It's it's for us to change the world of education, because the more of us that reach a level of expertise and technology and, and integration, um, I, I think it, it helps us when we are training those teachers to, to do that in the class um, as well. 
uh, Corey, what about yourself? What certification have, have you gotten that you're, you're, you're proud of um, and, and it, it took some time to get? Yeah, well, I was going to say, um, a lot of the certifications that uh, we've been hearing about um, just showcases passion, um, something you're interested in sharing with others and you have a passion for. Um, I have the, kind of the same story as Kyle. Um, many, many years ago, my district was going to go to Google. We were a Microsoft district, and we were going over to Google. And I, you know, I've always loved technology. I've always been enjoying it. But uh, they're like, hey, you know, we're interested in this Google thing. So I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll dive in 100%. I'm going to go for it. And uh, I decided to, you know, they did a training. Um, I met uh, Kevin Brookhauser. Um, he trained us on the just basics of Google. And this is when they were still doing the uh, first time through with the Google training, uh, the Google certified trainer. And I'm like, yeah, I'll go for that. You know, how hard could that be? Well, there was when they did the uh, like a multiple choice test. There was no feedback. There was no slight scenarios. And um, a lot of the questions were about um, the admin side. Well, my district doesn't allow me to have admin access because I was just a teacher. And so I took that test like, three times and you have to pay for that test mm -hmm. and it's not the cheap one. It's not the $10 test. It's, you know, it wasn't uh, inexpensive. And then I had to retake it like probably two times. Cause I was like so close. I was like, you had to get 80% or something like that. I was like 75%, uh, but they gave you no feedback. They told you, they didn't tell you what you got wrong. And so that's kind of frustrating. I'm like, this has got to be a better way to present this information. And then they finally changed it over to a better kind of scenario based uh, system. But you know what? I had a passion for this. I really wanted to go out and help teachers use this technology and use Google um, in innovative ways. And so when I finally passed, it was uh, a pretty nice, uh, nice day. And then, yeah, now I get to go out and uh, share cool things that I do in my classroom. Um, with others and i get to, i get to kind of brag about it a little bit you know hey i'm a trainer i'm the only one in the district with the training certification but um it's more showing that i have a passion for this that i really like to go out and um, showcase what can be done and then you know my students benefit because i get to try out new stuff and cool things um, i have a community of people that i can really work with and uh you know uh ask questions for and uh, things like that. So yeah, I really enjoyed that Google training certification. I kind of did it backwards. I did Google trainer first, and then I got level one certification <laughs> and people were like, why did you do that? <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, level one was kind of fun. Um, I, and I've done some like uh, full day for Q, their Google launch programs. I did it at fall Q and I did it at spring Q, um, six hour uh, training day with the teachers. And at the end, you get to uh, take your level one certification. And that's been really fun for me to be able to, um, get some teachers just entry level, get their toes wet. Um, and then they just take it to some amazing levels. So that's why I got my certification was to help others. Excellent. Perfect. Kat, Kat, what about yourself? Sure. So um, I actually, before I, I decided to become Google certified level one and two because I wanted to be an innovator. So I kind of went, uh, my reasoning was kind of opposite of many. Um, I had heard about the innovator program which uh, is a great opportunity to be in a cohort. Uh, you have a passion for a specific project and uh, that cohort, uh, you, have, you get to have this amazing opportunity to spend a couple days with uh, innovative educators who are there to support you and give you feedback. And I really wanted that opportunity. 
And so uh, in order, I found out that in order to do that, because um, I didn't have a lot of knowledge of the Google certification programs in my district at the time, um, there wasn't a lot, it wasn't, you know, talked about much. So I researched it and saw that I had to get um, Google certified level one and two first. So when I, so I just studied on my own, took the test, you know, at home, uh, you know, one day during uh, Christmas break. And what was really interesting um, was in that process of taking level one and two, um, I learned things that I didn't know because my particular district had a lot of the apps turned off, even for teachers. And so um, what it did was enabled me to, in my district, have conversations with uh, those in IT and administrators to say, this can be useful for us as teachers and this app can be useful for students and ask the questions, why aren't we allowing teachers to have Gmail? <laughs> like, really? Why, don't, why do we have calendar turned off for students? Like, God forbid we would teach them time management. Like, well, things like that where I didn't even realize because my district didn't have that. And I've found since then um, I was with a district working on training some educators on level one, and they had, they were unable to create groups. And similarly, um, they were able to talk to their district and say, hey, we now know that this is available. Um, why don't we have it turned on? I've had the same experience with educators that find out, oh, there's this thing called Google Plus where I can access all these other educators. Why don't we have it turned on at least for us? So that was, um, while the Innovator program was a highlight and, and was amazing and could talk about that another time, that was another one where like Kyle and Corey were saying, I didn't get in the first time, so it really meant a lot when I, I did get in the second time that I applied. But um, that level one uh, um, certification actually taught me a lot and I see, I see the same experience with other educators. Um, Adam, and, and I want to throw it to you, Adam, as well, right now, because uh, you're doing some amazing things in your district, and you have a, a pretty great superintendent who has a, a mission and a vision. So I want I want you to tell me, Adam, about about your certification process of of, of you getting uh, one of your certs, and then um, what you're doing to change uh, the, your teachers' lives in your district and your your uh, superintendent's vision to help you do that. Well, uh, yeah, my certification journey kind of began in fall of 2015. I was, you know, in the uh, still in the first year of my job as a tech integration coach. And my first directive was, okay, we're, we're going Google. You need to go learn as much as you can <clears throat> and uh, come back and train everybody. So I kind of dove headfirst into it. Um, and the interesting part is like it, this coincided with a, a real, uh, a real difficult time in my personal life. So for me, the certifications were like an escape, you know, able just to kind of, you know, just momentarily get away from what I was dealing with. And, um, but actually, Joe, you're part of the story because it was that apps events over in Fresno back in 2015 with Allison Malika and Dan Taylor and all those people. I remember, yeah, I remember yeah, that day. We hanging out there and, you know, I, I learned a lot from Dan on the, on the admin console part of it and that, and so I, the, actually, the first certification I ever got was for the admin console because, uh, um, and I found that a lot of tech coaches don't, a lot of districts don't give them the uh, access or much access to the admin console. And I, I'm, super, I'm a super admin. I, I can do anything on there. And, you know, I was, you know, they trusted me. And so for me, it's like, yeah, I want to learn about that. I got the absolute certifications on that. And that, that really kind of 
sparked it. And then, you know, a few weeks after that, I went and did level one for Google and, you know, just in the next year I got level two and it, it just kind of, just kind of, I wouldn't say there's one that I'm most proud of, but they, it just one just spawned another one. It was just this momentum, like, okay, what's next? What's next? You know, I need to keep, keep challenging myself. You know, within a year later I was level two. Uh, the few months later, I, um, on my second attempt, I became certified trainer. And then within the same year in 2017, I got a uh, certified innovator on my second uh, attempt and, it just keeps on snowballing and, you know, I've kind of climbed the Google ladder now and like, okay, well, what's next? And, and I, I tested myself. Okay. I, you know, I don't really use Microsoft, but I, I bet, I, I bet you I can fit. I'm a test challenge myself to figure it out. I mean, I, I got the basic MIE just because I was able to kind of figure out what the Microsoft equivalents to Google was. And I figured it out and I did it. And the same thing for Apple teacher. So it was, you know, just one right after another, I just keeps on challenging myself. So, I mean, like you, Joe, my, uh, my, uh, Email signature is uh, is is quite the uh, parade of, of badges, but it's not that I'm narcissistic and showing off, but it's like, yeah, I'm proud of it, and it, I just keep challenging myself, what's next, because I, I never want to stop learning. And, and and that's a great story, because well, everybody's story is great, and I, I love the fact, because I think you are all amazing. I mean, you, I, we get to hang out quite a bit, we get to chat quite a bit, and you are all just amazing, and to know that amazing people, it takes more than one time to apply for something, I, I, I hope is encouraging to, to a lot of people listening. And I, I know there's some amazing people out there that, that I've talked to, like, uh, like Hans Tolman, right? He's, uh, I think he's president of KernQ, or at least vice president. He's part of the board. Um, I know he's tried multiple times to become a, a Google Innovative Educator. And when, when he told me that he, is not, he hadn't, hadn't been accepted yet, I was you know, kind of floored. Like, I thought you were already an innovator. Um, and, and so I know he's applying for, uh, for London 19, uh, here pretty soon. So I just want to give him a shout out, Hans. Hey, good luck. We're all rooting for you. And if anybody's on his, on Hans's uh, application review, he's a great guy. Take our word for it. Uh, send him to London. And um, Joe, just to piggyback that I did see he submitted his application and this is the fifth time he's tried for yeah, innovators. So. And, and, you know, and, and that could be a deterrent for a lot of people. Absolutely. Right? Like, like, you know what? Yeah. After four times, forget this. I don't need it. Or it's I'm gonna keep going because I see my friends who have done it, and I see how big much they've grown because of it. You know, it's 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 not necessarily a pride thing. It's wanting to. I mean, you're gonna be a part of a community of great educators regardless if you become a, a Google Innovative Educator or not. But you know, knowing, seeing the the growth your friends have made since they became a part of that community, I know a lot of people are really enamored by that growth. Like my, my story, when I became a, a Google Innovative Educator, it was it was before it was called Google Innovative Educator. It was just Google Certified Teacher. We called it GCTs. And um, I, I didn't – I mean, I was, da I was dabbling with Google. I mean, not dabbling. I was using Google pretty heavily in my classroom. It wasn't supported by the district, anything like that. I was just doing it because I saw that as a need for my students. And um, I, I was lucky enough to be a part of CVQ at the time. Um, and I, I'd been going to, uh, you know, the – Actually, hold that. I'll take that back. I went to a mixer for CBQ as my introduction to CBQ, and they said, who wants to be on the board? I was like, <laughs> I will. I'm like, you're in. Like, no, right. no uh, nothing. You know, and, and Rebecca, who is the president of CBQ now, we were at that same mixer, and we always joke, we just came for the free little mini 
many hot dogs. <laughs> right? we, we ended up walking away being, being a part of the board. Um, but being a part of that board, I mean, that, that little mixture night was a, a game changer because um, being part of that board, I was exposed to some really great um, – Will Kimbley uh, was, was the president of the board at the time. Uh, John Carippo was a member of the board at the time, and I, I was just, you know, we would talk, and I would say what I'm doing in my classroom, and they're like, so you're going to apply to become a GCT, right? I go, what is that? They go, it's well, it's a certification, this or that. I go, but well, what is it? I mean, they go, well, you know, it's this process for you to get, I, I had no idea what the heck they were talking about. I had no idea there was a Google community. I had no idea there was Google certifications. I just figured if you want to use Google in the classroom, do your best and you're, yeah. you know, you're, you can ask yeah. friends, but that's about it. And he's like, well, no, that's no. My, that was my reason for going for trainer too. That was yeah. my reason too. It's like, I have no idea what it's about. I had no idea anything about how deep it went, but I'm like, I just want to try it. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it took a couple of times, but I think uh, all of us have said the same thing. We all love to learn something new. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a ton of teachers out there that still love to learn something new and there's a certification probably for it. So don't be afraid to go out there and try something that you're interested in. See if you can get a certification. Go for it. Exactly. And, and I also think it has to do with, you know, people that you admire and respect when you know that they've gone through a process of certification and they're saying, hey, you should do this. It's kind of like, oh, you mean you're trying to lift me up? You're trying to help me out? I, go, I respect you so much. I'm going to go ahead and try it. Yep. And and like like all of you, I didn't get accepted into my first uh, Google Certified Teacher Innovator Academy. I, I I applied for Mountain View 14, and I didn't get in. Um, and then the funny story is I applied for uh, Texas um, 14, and I actually forgot the application was due, and it was right after football practice. And I got it I, I, on my calendar. It said due today. I'm like, oh no, I, I, I better apply. I better apply. And, Basically, I just copied and pasted my original application from Mountain View into the Texas one. And, um, you know, I got that, that email saying you've been accepted. So it's, it's not, you know, people out there, it's, it's, it may not just be your application. It may be just that moment. I mean, thousands of people apply. They select 40 to 45 for each one. It just might mean yours was the 46th. You just yeah. missed it. So just keep going at it. Right. And the part of the certification process is not to get the badge. It's to it's to get to know some of these amazing educators out there and, and really be part of a community that is looking for a change. And, and, and I think that's key. And, and Adam, I want to throw it back to you really quick because you have a superintendent that that sees the need for that and, and, and is really helping you change the culture of your school. Right. Can you tell us a little bit about that story? Yeah, just uh, real quick to piggyback off your uh, your your GTA story was uh, um, was that I um, same thing. I got into Sydney this almost the exact same way. I had mixed up the dates. I, I was applying. I, I was I, I didn't get into London in seventeen, and I wanted to do, do DC, and I had the dates mixed up, and I, I I barely made the deadline for for Sydney. So I, I missed the one for DC, and I just copied and pasted into Sydney. I'm like, well, I mean, you know, I don't know. If, you know, who knows what's going to happen? And lo and behold, I got in. It was uh, just kind of surreal that we we had a very similar experience there. But with my uh, in my district, our um, recently in the last year, our um, our superintendent Yolanda Valdez just came to me just one day out of nowhere. It's like, hey, um, I want to make it a district goal that all of our teachers are are going to be Google certified level one. 
And I was, I was shocked. I'm like, that's a very ambitious goal. I mean, I, I'm all for that. Um, you know, you know, is that really feasible? Um, I don't know. The, the, the logistics are, it's much easier said than done. Let's put it that way. And um, I'd had a handful of teachers who would kind of taking me up on doing some of my, my, I used to call them weekends uh, certification parties. We would show up on a Saturday morning and mm-hmm. people will come take a test. We coach them through it. And, you know, we, we had a, had in the beginning about a, a 50, 50% pass fail rate. And um, then s- slowly word kind of spread and teachers were putting their badges on their email signatures. And I started putting, I printed out like a, 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 a two inch by two inch badge, physical badge and put it on, on their doors. And that kind of sparked it. So she, she was walking classrooms one day at our middle school and high school and saw those and was like, dude, let's do it. You know, it's, and she said, I need to become certified because if I'm going to expect teachers to do it, I need to have that weight behind it. I need to do it. And last October, you know, it was very ambitious, you know, as a certified trainer, um, if I want people to, if I'm really going to help people with that test and, you know, coach them through it, you know, usually a one to five coach to teacher ratio is probably ideal. Well, it was for the most of the, for the first half of that test, it was one to 27, <laughs> wow. taking the test in the room. And I like, and I warned, I go, listen, someone, the Wi-Fi is going to mess up on somebody. And it was, it was our band teacher. just, he couldn't submit anything. It was terrible. Felt so bad for the guy. And, you know, and, but on that day, 18 out of 27 passed, including our superintendent. Nice. And, and, you know, what I heard most from her, from some of the admin who taken it and a lot of teachers who, while, while they're doing it, a common thread I hear is, man, I didn't know I could do that. Oh my God, I'm learning so much. And, and whether you pass or fail, you learn so much. A lot of people are like, Hey, well, what's uh, what resources do you have? I, mean, I have resources, but the best way to prepare for that level one exam is to just take it, mm-hmm. take it. You see what's on it. You see what's possible. And that, that, I mean, even if you don't pass, you, you learn the pace. You know, I tell everyone, if you get through the multiple choice in the first hour, within an hour, then you are on a good pace because you need to spend a lot of time on those performance tasks. And it's no joke. Like that, that, that test is, it's not easy. Um, yeah. for, for my experience, I, I've done the entry level Apple and Microsoft and they're nowhere nearly as rigorous as, as this one. And this one, like people get test anxiety from it. I've seen it. And, you know, I'm there to kind of help them through it and, you know, help them, you know, clarify the questions. And what I tell them is like, listen, a lot of times the answers are in the questions, like the answers are in the details and, you know, you, you have to, you have to really read those questions carefully. And so, so far, you know, I mean, uh, our, we, in our district, we have about two to 300 teachers and we have close somewhere between 50 to 75 teachers who have passed already. And so we're, the goal is by the, by the end of the summer that all of our admin will be certified and by I think by December of 2019 our 6 through 12 teachers should be and then by the end of the 2020 school year all of them will be so in my experience getting the uh the 6 through 12 teachers are a lot more open to it and uh, much more willing to you know take it and you know even retake I've had a couple who've retaken it and the second time they passed uh the elementary teachers are a, di- are a different animal they're uh they're a little bit more resistant and um you know and and i i warned the superintendent i go listen i'm all for this you know I, i'm up for the challenge it does falls a lot on me but you're gonna get people who are gonna go to the union and say hey um 
you can't force this on us. And I, I agree. We can't, you don't need to become Google certified. There's no need. You, right. you can be an effective teacher without it. Um, but I'll, I'll talk about the benefits all day to them. And, you know, I, but again, there needs to, and one thing we're working on is a kind of an incentive program. Why should you be on just having the badge and saying that you can do it and listening to all the excited people who have passed? I mean, that, that, that's the joy for me, seeing the look on their face when they pass. Like mm-hmm. our high school principal, when he got it, oh, my God, it, it was like 4th of July for that guy. He could not wait to put that badge on his email signature. He's like, I, I don't want to wait for the email when I get the badge. I'm like, well, you know, if you want, we, we could just like it's not hard to do anybody can do it i mean you have done it so i, I don't mind you know sharing this trick with you and and then so that that um yeah it's a uh, it's been an amazing ride and it's one of the ways that the the incentives that i've done is uh i worked with our our food service department to do a monthly google certified pizza lunch so it's like a it's a um it's like a club, the unofficial club of teachers that you get to be part of. So every once a month, you come into one of my one of my rooms and we have a pizza lunch because you you you've done it. And um, you know, we're looking for more. I like if there's any way we can kind of monetize this where they can get a stipend for doing it, and that that would be great. And, um, and now I have teachers now banging on my door. Okay, level two, what what's up? What's next? So so it's uh, it's growing slowly, but you know it's much easier said than done. But um, you know the district is finally starting to see the benefits of it. And that's, uh, that's uh, keeping me busy. No, I, you know, that's, that's great. Corey, go ahead. I'll say I was super impressed that admin jumped on board too. I mean, that's, that's huge to get your teachers to back it as well. Who would, an admin could say, Hey, look, you know, I found the value of this. I think it's important. And I think that test is just really a good validation of how to use whatever tool it is in the classroom. Because all of these certifications, you have to demonstrate basically a, a, a knowledge of how to use it in the classroom for the students. Uh, I really like the level one because you actually walk through scenarios. Yeah. Um, the uh, other ones, you know, my, my son's in Scouts right now and uh, first time, and it's a lot different because in Cub Scouts, you just signed off on it saying, yeah, he kind of did it sort of a little bit. Uh, in the actual Scouts, you have to actually demonstrate your knowledge of first aid. You have to, in front of an adult, you have to defend your knowledge. And I think that's an important thing in Google or Microsoft or, you know, Streamcastify. Let's just defend what we know already. It's not really that difficult if you have a passion for it. So that's what I was going to say. I, I think it's just great for the, the community, not, 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 not just the educator community, but the community that we work in. When, a, when you're at parent night and, and you're telling the, te- the parents everything you're going to have your kids do, Right. They're, they're going to, you know, they're going to learn by podcasting. They're going to learn by making videos. They're going to learn by sharing their knowledge through screencasting. And if any parent goes, well, what's your expertise in this? Well, let me show you. Here's my sash full of badges. Right. I mean, it, it just it, it makes the parents feel feel good that they have a teacher who is going beyond their credential so that they can they can curate an experience for their kids to really stoke learning, to really stoke engagement. And I think that's key to this. The key thing is that we as educators are not getting certifications to be famous. We, we can all agree that that there is no, you know, I mean, you hear people call you edu-famous, right? And there's few people on there that are, that, that are in that stratosphere, but you can agree that, that edu-famous 
just means when you go to a conference, people come up to you and say, hey, it's nice to meet you. Not like if you go to the grocery store, people want to take a selfie with you, right? <laughs> and so we're not doing this to become famous. We're doing this to change the lives of kids. And I really wanted to make sure that we talked about it's not easy. It's not like you could wake up one day and say, I want to be level one certified and then take the test. Well, some people may be, right? But just take the test and be like, I'm in. Or I want to be an innovator, take the, take, make a quick video, and I'm in. It's a passion that a teacher has to have to get this certification, to prove to the community that you are on board with this next generation of learning and teaching, and that when the next next generation comes in, you're going to keep learning to add on top of that. Uh, Adam, I'm with you. I have lots of, of, of uh, badges and certifications, and I had actually changed my cert, my email into a GIF that just rotated through it because it started getting too big, right? But there's still certifications that I want yeah, because there's things out there that I want to learn more about, like the Raspberry Pi certification. Yeah, I I've tried three times. That. You've yeah, taken it three, three times? No, I've tried. Yeah, I've, tried, I've applied three times, and uh, I'm always close. I'm on, like, on a wait, wait list or something like that. But uh, you know, So let's – hey, Raspberry Pi people. The entire Sons of Technology will take your certification course. Let us in. Oh, yeah. Let us in. We want yeah. to change the yeah. world. Um, so I'm give you a shout out. We'll tag you in the posts and everything. Yeah, Joe. But, uh, Kyle? Quick, oh, oh, Adam. Just real quick, Joe. Um, I like what you said about you know how, how none of this is easy. And um, I know you and I have some similar experiences in coaching. Now, you know, we people are end up being intimidated by you know what we've accomplished, and and I think it's because we tend to make it look easy, but I don't think people realize how much work went into it. It was like you said, we didn't just wake up one morning and boom, we're certified. And it's it just weird. Like I, I, the fact that I'm doing with my district, people are seeing how, you know, rigorous these the certifications are. And they're saying, wow, he, he, he put in all this effort before we did and, and set this up for us. And like, now we, we see what he went through. And again, it goes back to like, we, we, I think it comes across that we, we we all make it look easy, but it's not, and that, that, that that's I, 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 this is, it, it's a huge thing with, you know, connecting with teachers and admin. And I think that's a great point. You know, it's it's one of the you know it's it, when people say that like you're just intimidated to come talk to it hurts it hurts because yeah. you know I try to be as 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 approachable as possible and and as as uh, willing to help as possible and so when there's when there's just just this idea that you you do all these things so it you know you you don't understand it's it takes a lot of work yes i do understand it takes a lot of work like after i'll do a presentation sometimes people come up to me and say wow how long did it take you to learn all this stuff i get 15 years and counting yeah. i've never stopped learning what you're seeing is the precipice of now Next year, you're going to see the precipice of then. It's, I never stop. And then, so it's not how long did it take me to learn it. It's how long am I willing to keep learning? And the answer is forever because when teachers become stagnant, they start becoming irrelevant to the students, right? Adam, there's that one thing I always say, right? It's not about changing the way you teach these kids. It's about changing the way you reach these kids. And if you're not incorporating these new technologies, you're never going to reach the kids the way you want because they're not the same they were 20 years ago. And if you're teaching the same you were 20 years ago, it's not going to work. And the great thing about the certifications that are out there is that there are companies willing to help you do that. Uh, like the district I left, it was device agnostic. We didn't have one singular ecosystem we worked through. And I had to be ready 
to help any student with any device that they brought because it was BYOD. That's why I, I got Microsoft Innovative Educator uh, certified because I needed to know how to use those 365 tools when a teacher wanted to use those. That's why I got the Apple teacher because I needed to know how to use those iPads when the teachers decided to go to the board and say, we want 15 iPads for K through three classes. Right? So I needed to know that stuff so that I can help. That was the idea. My, my, I always said to my administrators, my job is to find the answer before it's being asked. That's why I do so much work. That's why I go out there and get all these certifications. It's not to you know, pack my badges. It's to ensure that when a teacher has a question, I at least have an idea of how to answer it. And I think that's how we're all doing this. So we've talked about certifications from these companies and, and, and why and, and how it's about stoking the move forward. Um, Kyle, I'm going to throw it back to you again because you have a certification that's an actual education certification. And, and that's a new master's degree. I just want to clap and say that's nice amazing. Show. Yeah, that's amazing. Right? Going to that next level is, is amazing. Um, I just want to ask you, why did you decide to get a master's degree? Because that's a certification that we need to talk about as well. Well, um, I, I want to go back a few years actually here to uh, when I earned my first master's degree. So because um, I, I like to joke around now that um, I, I just finished up my master's in special education. And, um, and I'll get to the story behind that as well here. So, um, the, this, this wagon will circle back here momentarily. So, but, um, this is actually my third advanced degree beyond my bachelor's. I earned a master's in education in 2010. I earned an educational specialist in 2014 in school administration. And now, uh, here in 2019, I finished up my, uh, special education master's degree, but the first time around, um, I, I, will, I will admit, I will freely admit the master's degree I got the first time around was partly self, for selfish reasons uh, because the only way to move up on the pay scale in my former district was you had to get a master's degree. And, um, you know, my, my pay was not going up. Uh, so part of it was definitely monetary. But at the same time, though, I, I wanted to, you know, become a better teacher as well because I was in a tough place at that point in my life where I was actually considering leaving education for a short time uh, during this time in my life. And there was a lot going on with it, whatever. And, and part of me was, it's kind of like the couple that they have a baby thing that's going to fix their marriage. My thinking at the time, in hindsight, now looking back on it, was my thinking was maybe I'll feel better about my job in education if I go get a master's degree. And luckily it did work out, but there's other reasons why it worked out and I decided to stay and, you know, I'm never going to leave now at this point uh, because I just love it so much. Um, you know, and then down the road, I got the educational specialist and admin um, partly because so many people told me that I'd be a great fit for administration and that, you know, I should go through the whole process and whatnot. Um, now with the, the special education one, though, this one was out of pure necessity. This one was because when my wife was accepted into grad school in Reno, I was living in Las Vegas at the time, where I started looking for jobs and I'm not qualified for any of the positions that were open. There were no openings in social studies. Um, I, I could not access administration because you had to already be established in the districts in order to get into administration. So there wasn't anything available and it was brought to my attention by various districts that I had been talking to that if I was willing to teach special education, I could uh, take a handful of classes to become certified um, in special education, licensed and whatnot. Um, well, then when I started looking through the process, 
it ended up, it was going to end up being cheaper to do the whole masters than just to take the handful of classes because um, the class list that you had to take was through some uh, universities that were a little bit more expensive. You had to physically go to classes a couple nights a week over the course of a couple of years. And my first couple advanced degrees, they were all online. And I love online education. And, um, you know, I never, as a student, I don't want to set foot in a regular classroom again because I love online education so much. So I find this online education program for special ed through Western Governors University, where it's going to be all online, it's competency-based to where um, it's a pass-fail grade. If you, on the first day of the class, you start going through and you I already know this stuff, you could take the final and be done. I finished one of the classes in three days going through the whole program, um, but it was out of pure necessity. I had to get a job. So over the course of the past 10 months, I completed the credit requirements for it and finished up the degree program here recently and now I'm just waiting on the diploma for it and I can add that to my teaching license but um and just to kind of go where I know you're going to go with this um am I a better teacher as a result of those different degree programs I've taken absolutely now if I go back to because I still have a lot of the materials in a google folder somewhere from that first master's I got almost 10 years ago if I go back and look at that now, is it still relevant? Yes and no. I mean, there's still some great stuff there, but just because it was 10 years ago, it's definitely been, it's a little dated now at this point. So now, but just like, you know, everyone talks about, you know, with your bachelor's degree, you go through your program to become a teacher. I mean, they're going to teach you some great things, but then there's a lot of stuff you're never going to do again. And it's been the same thing with my master's programs I've done as well, but it's also taught me how to be a collaborator. It's taught me how to be a problem solver. It's taught me so many other quote unquote soft skills that you don't necessarily teach people directly usually. And I'm a much better educator as a result of these certifications and these degree programs. That's great. And and, and I love the story of necessity, right? Because sometimes people just get in a, a, a master's just to move up on the pay scale. Which is, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we always want to be able to move up on the pay scale, but sometimes you need to do it because you need to get paid, right? In the in some kind of scale because you're moving, and so I, I think that's that, that. This is one of the important things that when we are talking about, you know, that higher ed uh, master's degree, it's you you want to take something that's going to help you move up on the pay scale, but also something that's going to help you in what you want to do in your career. Like I got a master's degree in educational technology because I wanted to make sure that I knew how to successfully implement technology successfully with curriculum in mind, with learning outcomes first and the technology tool coming in second. And, and for me, my master's degree program helped me do that. And so even though, you know, it, it, it didn't really help me move up in my career per se in the district. It did help me level up my game when it came to implementation and integration. Um, and so I, th I think master's degrees, even if it doesn't help you really move up on the pay scale, can really help you as an educator in the classroom just to identify how this is truly going to help students. Um, so, you know, we are we are coming down towards the end of, of time here. I would like to hear kind of uh, everybody's elevator pitch. Uh, to teachers on on why they should get blank uh, certification, uh, like Adam, why would you get level one, right? Or um, or Corey, why would you get Raspberry Pi? Just your real quick. If a teacher asks, why should I get that if I already dabble with it? 
So I just kind of want to hear everybody's elevator pitch. So, uh, Corey, let's go ahead and start with you. Yeah, I'd say um, going for the uh, Raspberry Pi certification, um, I think one of the things that I am really focused on is sharing uh, my idea for their like the projects and, you know, how would I use this in the classroom and how can I make a difference in the classroom using this tool that I'm applying for um, to work with other teachers who have similar ideas and just share that passion for it and um, the uniqueness of your ideas. So uh, don't be afraid to try, um, you know, this would be my fourth time applying for a summer uh, Raspberry Pi internship. Um, but I think, the result is going to be just the more I try, the more I can focus on passionately sharing a tool um, to my students and community. Excellent. Kat? I think that uh, the reason that you want to work towards these certifications is because whether or not you get the certification the first time, the second time, you're going to learn. And that's really what we want for our students and for our colleagues. And so... Um, we can kind of develop some teacher leaders that all have specific expertise that can really make uh, the entire campus better for our students. And that's what it's really about. And so uh, don't be afraid to go out there and try it, because even if you don't pass the first time, there are so many things that you're going to learn and you're going to be able to better speak to your colleagues, to administrators um, about what is best for kids. Excellent. Adam? Um, you know, just going for certifications in general, um, you know, what, you know, it, I mean, when you first meet a group of kids or you meet some new colleagues and you're talking about what you know, you know, they, they don't know you yet, you know, but when you have a certification to back you up, it gives you this sense of, 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 uh, of being legit and the people are more likely to, uh, to listen to you and respect, respect what you're saying if you have this to, to back you up. Um, it's still not to say that you don't know what you're doing, but it's just, it's human nature. Like, oh, you're, you're certified with this. Oh, you have a master's in that. Oh, I'm going to take you more seriously. And I think it's going to, it's going to open more doors for you with colleagues and students. Perfect. Kyle. So we've talked a lot about different certifications and the rigor behind them and then how a lot of them we've had to pay for. And we honestly do. We didn't touch a lot on a lot of the free ones that are out there, but like everybody's already kind of glossed over with it. It's um, the free ones, while not usually as rigorous as the paid ones, like the Google ones that we talked uh, extensively about, there's still that opportunity to learn. Uh, um, so for example, I mean, we already mentioned the uh, Microsoft Innovative Educator one. It's a free one. It's not as rigorous right now as the Google one, but I learned a lot going through that one. I learned a lot going through the Apple Teacher one. I learned a lot more about Flipgrid doing their um, innovative educator badging thing. And there's just so many different things out there where if you're passionate about a tool and want to know more about how to use that tool, going through the training to earn these badges and these certifications for them um, can only benefit you and your students more by going through the whole process. And then there's other ones too, where you become part of a cohort or you become part of a program to where you get to be in the know on upcoming releases of things. I, I'm part of the Paradex Certified Coaching Cohort where I learn more about updates on Paradex, how to more effectively implement it. I'm also a TechSmith VIP member where I get to learn about updates to Snagit and Camtasia as they come out and how to more effectively use those tools. And it's just, it benefits my students, it benefits me in so many different ways 
just by going through these things because of the whole learning process. That's that's great. And I, I would say, number one, to get getting certified is community, right? Community is key. And and the only and I always say, you know, if you're using technology alone, you're using it wrong. So if you're going through learning how to use a tool by yourself, we're doing it wrong, right? And so when you get certified, when you go out and reach out to these communities, you get access to these minds of people who are using this tool in very different ways. Like the Flipgrid community, when I first joined it in 2017, you know, just the innovation and hackingness of how to use this tool has led to the implementation of the actual services in the tool now, right? So being able to contribute to a tool to make it the way it should be, I think is amazing. And I think that's what communities do. Walklet's a new community that's out there that's doing pretty well. Um, uh, Raspberry Pi community. Um, the Microsoft Innovative Educator community is amazing. They are. Um, and and those, those teachers that are in there are super passionate about what they do. And they love their OneNote teams and, and all that stuff. And so just being part of a group of like-minded individuals who are willing to innovate and educate because of students, I think is incredibly important. And one of the reasons I have always gone after certifications is something my grandfather told me um, when, when, when I was going through school. My grandfather, he, uh, he had an eighth grade education. He did not go through high school. He did not go to college. Um, he had did a variety of odd jobs and, and you know, he ended up having to pick grapes to support uh, my, my, his family. And uh, because he, he said, you know, I'm going to pick grapes, but I'm also going to learn how to fix all the tractors. He learned how to do that. And then he goes, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn how to uh, run the winemaking machines. Then I'm going to learn. He learned how to do everything so that and his, his bosses started noticing and started asking his advice on how to run the plant. And he ended up becoming vice president of Gallo Wine, somebody without a high school education, out college education, became one of the top people at Gallo Wine. And, and he told me, you can never do that anymore. In this world, you can never not graduate through eighth grade and become what I did. He goes, but you can become an expert at many things to where you are be, or you can, you cannot become fireable. You will only become hireable. The more you know, the more people will want you and respect you. And he said, always become the best you can at whatever you do. If you become a garbage man, you become the best garbage man you can. Get as many certifications as you can. You become the best because you need to do the best job you can. So when I became a teacher, I took that to heart. And I did as much as I could to learn as much as I could about everything that I could so that I could help as many teachers as I could because I wanted to make sure education changes. I wanted to make sure the experience students have is most up to date. And I wanted to make sure that I could answer as many questions as I could based upon what I've done. And so my grandfather was my inspiration growing up, and I've taken that to heart in everything that I've done. That's why I get so many certifications, because I want to be the best that I possibly can um, to help the community that I belong to. And that's, that's teachers, and that's educators. And I think that's what we all want to do. We all want to make our mark on education, and that mark is creating great students. 
And every single day we step into that classroom, we are changing the world. We are changing the world from the ground. There's no way government can change the world from the top down. We are the only people in the history of the world that can make a difference because we are, we are getting the students to make a difference. And we have to change the way we teach in order to make that reach towards the kids. So um, this group of, of educators that, that, that you are, you help me become better every day. Uh, you help me uh, become inspired every day. And, and I just, once again, I know I say this every time, thank you so much for just taking the time to, to help us talk to educators because you know every single one of you has a contribution that maybe another person can't contribute. And I've learned something from every single one of you that has made me better that I've passed along to other teachers and other students. So just one thing that you do can just truly change the world. So I just want to say thank you so much for being my friends. Thank you so much for being my colleagues. Thank you so much for being co-hosts on this episode. And thank you so much for changing other educators who may be listening to this, who may have done their fourth time application for Google Trainer and haven't got it and were about to quit. And now because of your stories, they're going to try one more time and they're going to get it. They're going to try two more times, three more times, because they want to be part of that community that of innovators and educators and, and game changers. And they're going to make it finally because they listen to you and how you might have struggled and how you had persistence and how you were unwilling to say, you know what, I'm going to just stop. Because if we stop learning, we are not being great role models for our kids. If we accept being rejected, Without moving forward, we're not being good role models to our kids. And so I just want to say thank you for being real with us today and just telling and not saying, hey, I tried once and I got in. Haha. No, it's I tried four or five times and I did not get in, but I didn't give up. And so hopefully we're inspiring some teachers out there today that are saying, you know what, I'm going to try one more time. And then they get it. And then hopefully they can go back and say, I'm in. Thanks, Sons of Technology Podcast. Thank you for helping. There we go. Um, so I know I was long-winded at the end. Does anybody else want to say anything to our, our, our community before we before we sign out for the day? Just keep learning. Just keep trying. Uh, and no matter what you do, whether it's a um, hobby, a passion project, or your career, never stop learning. Never stop trying. Um, get through everything. It's awesome. Excellent. And you know, Atticat, you know, you changed the world together. You've changed your own worlds by getting married to one another. And and Adam, you keep bringing up that apps events event went to. So I'm going to say that I inspired you to do everything that you do today. And so there we go. I'm going to say that I helped out with that. And and and, and, and Kyle, I want to say that you you inspire educators constantly. You have a presence like no other in front of a crowd. And um, I just want to say thank you for um, encouraging this group to to put out these podcasts. Um, for no no other reason other than we want to connect with as many educators as we can and that we've been inspired by other educators that podcasting can be that that pathway. Um, so I just want to say thank you, Kyle, for, for joining every single episode since the beginning of this, this podcast started. Thank you. And um, just like our philosophy that we have at the beginning of each one of these episodes uh, every couple of weeks here is that we just want people to continue to ditch in their fear to taking those risks and then just enjoying that ride along the way too. Absolutely. So thanks everybody for listening. Ditch thanks. that fear. 
take some risks, keep on innovating, and for God's sake, join a community because you know what? If you're using technology alone, you are using it wrong. See you guys later. Bye.